Now rocking with the best. Only two things can get you through this, man. Patience and persistence. Work harder than everyone. Be patient and just know that if you're gonna do something on your own, you're gonna have to feel some pain. You're only the boss if you put up your own money. If you don't put up your own money, I don't care how much somebody gives you. You're nothing but a supervisor. It's not yours. It, it takes fearlessness to be first. You know, to not move with a crowd, to move alone. I stopped living according to what people wanted me to do. I started living according to what actually made me happy. If you're not happy, change your life. Allow me to reintroduce myself. The Culture Talks Podcast with your host, Carlos Stutzer. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, C-I-Double-Z-Y, your dig live action from Kansas City, Missouri, and we back again with another podcast, another podcast, another one, another one, another one. It's 2021 now, but at the beginning of 2020, I told y'all I'm about to come with the fire. I'm about to come with hella episodes. I'm about to go in, and I didn't stop. I went and I didn't stop. Guest after guest after guest. And here we are on January 13th, 2021, 5.07 p.m. Central Time with another guest. And he's fired. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my guy. Hey, what it is, what it do, how it's been, how it's done. It's your boy, Bump Jonas. I go by many names, but we're just going to stick with Bump Jonas. Um, man, I'm the consultant manager of Wob Gang, area regional uh, national, international, global motivator, promotional king, whatever you need, I'm here to get it. I'm here to make shit wiggle. I'm the widget. I'm the man. Whatever you need, what's good, what's up? I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's where we're going to start, man. You are a man of many hustles, a man, of, a man of many hustles. And I kind of want to know, you know, where that started from, where you learned that from. Is that just something you picked up along the way growing up or, or you know, pops or uncle or brother? Like who in your life was out here just taking up every job and just trying to hustle and and, and, and help everyone? Like where, where'd you get that energy from? Everybody, man. My whole family, man. Like we, you know what I mean? We kind of split time between Cali and Houston and everybody I know from my mom, Dukes, she was you know what I'm saying? One of the first women worked at MCI, moved away from working on the phones to taking trips to Jamaica from being top sales. You know what I mean? So it was always about hustling. My pops was, shit, my pops was damn near Jamaican. He wasn't, but he had a many, many, many jobs. You know what I'm saying? So it's just what it was. He worked the airlines. He worked with the police. He worked, like, you know what I'm saying? Not with them, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> all that shit. I mean, my, my pops was a hustler. He 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 grew me up, raised me up around pimps, like for real, for real. So, I mean, that's just what it was. I grew up in a third world Texas. So coming up there was always about the hustle. You couldn't sit down. You know what I mean? We had squeegee boys before squeegees. You feel me? That's just what it what it was. So, um, you know what I mean? I just see early, 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 man. Next door neighbor was the D-boy. So I learned hustle from there. Everything was hustle around me. That's just what we did. Hustle culture. You had to get the stuff to be stunting. Only way to get it was to go out and get it. So you had to go do it. And, you know, I started selling lollipops at school early, selling candies. Um, my dad, it, it just, it always worked out that my people was connected to some type of hustle. Well, mostly legal. I'm not going to really speak on illegal. It's unnecessary. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, you know what I mean? My people was always connected to something, making moves. And that's just what I grew up around. So, I mean, early in life, I probably was like, nine or 10 years old in parking lots of uh, concerts and clubs, passing out flyers and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Uh, selling Smarties and um, sour candies in third, fourth grade, fifth grade, you know what I'm saying? I just, that's what I always did, you know? I love it, I love it, I love it. And I wanna, I wanna double back. You mentioned you grew up in Texas. So one more time, drop, right. where, you're from, drop where you're from and just talk to me a little bit about that experience growing up. What was school like? Were you a fan of school? Were you playing sports when you were a kid? What were some of your early hobbies? What What's it like living in that part of Texas? Go ahead and drop some game on on, on life in Texas for all the Kansas Cityans and, and L.A. people that listen to this and know not anything about Texas. Word, word. I right, so bad. So right off the bat, I'm actually, I'm from the trade by way of the Bay. That's how I put it. So I'm from Third Ward, Texas. That's where I was uh, raised, you know what I'm saying? But I was born in the back of a cab in California, in Alameda, California. So I'm from the Bay, you know what I'm saying? Spent time there and Texas. Uh, but my main 
growing up, my main learning, my main, main education in life came from Third Ward, Texas, Denison Scott Street. So um, I went to school right there, Frederick Douglass Elementary. I think it's got a new name now. It's some kind of charter school shit, but I ain't gonna get into that. But you know what I mean? That's just, that's where I ran my stomping ground from Scott Street, the Yellowstone, CUNY Homes, all of that. Um, I started off in the public school system. So I got that aspect of life. You know, I had cousins and people around me. I, I came from a pretty, pretty large family, more or less. Um, mom, dad, little sister, grandma, all of that. But we started off living with my grandma. So I, I knew about, you know, pissing in pots in the middle of the night. You know, I knew about shotgun houses because I literally, literally lived in one. You know what I'm saying? My first scene, first scene of a, a gun popping off was a 44 getting shot at a wood rack. I was more scared of the rack than the gun because that shit was bigger than the gun. You know what I'm saying? Um, from school, I moved, I moved out of elementary. My mom actually, you know, see, my mom was a pimp, man. She was a hustler. So she got me out of the public school system. And somewhere around sixth grade, she moved me into the private school system. So I went to this school called Audi International. And uh, basically it was a French school. Ended up becoming an international school. And I was on the American side. So, you know, I was with all the, the English speakers, right? But we, we worked and played and studied side by side with the French side. So it just, that was a way of life. Um, I mean, and shit, even then it was still a hustle because I got in as one of the only black kids but it wasn't, I mean, you know, I'm sure there was some quotas to that shit, but at the same time, excuse my French, um, I still had to have, I was on a half academic and half uh, sports scholarship. So I had to play soccer. I had to play uh, run track. I had to make sure I was on my shit. I had to play for uh, basketball. Um, I had to keep a B plus grade all the time, anytime, every time. So, you know, there was still hustle in everything I did there. Um, even then, I was I was still going to school, um, still grinding. One of my first jobs was working at a like a, one of them apartment, like not apartment, but department store type of joints at the mall, stocking clothes. So you know, then I would snatch a couple shirts in there, sell some Zeke Averitti kids at school. You know, it was always a hustle somewhere to be made because you got to make money. You know, and by the time I was fifteen or so. I was helping with the bills. It just, that's just what it was. You know what I mean? Just life was what it was. Um, somewhere around 17 or so, my parents dipped and it was just me and my sister. And, and actually my oldest sister who was pretty much my mom. And then we had a younger sister that was like eight. So me and her kind of teamed up to uh, take care of that business. And um, I still finished school a little bit late. You know what I mean? Cause uh, in the middle of all that, I was being a dumb dummy, trying to be a D boy, trying to do crazy shit and ended up having a kid of my own um so somewhere around a lot of things happened around that time my brother passed away my parents did I'm having a kid so I ended up leaving school mainly because it was like yo you got a kid and I'm in a private school mind you where there's like I mean international like oil oil executive type motherfuckers you know what i'm saying i know exactly what you're talking about actually yeah so it's a lot of that was for me that was my first lesson in politics and optics because they told me in very uncertain but slick ways like yo you just your black ass just had a kid with someone over here that's not a good look so it's like we'd appreciate you not coming back they took away my uh scholarship um i mean my dumb ass thought i could find a way to hustle the money so i was hitting the docks i was driving from you know, Houston to Galveston, Texas, trying to get my ass up on these do these loading docks to try and get money either to go to school or to get some money for my kid coming. So this is what it was. Um, I ended up booking out of Houston just because it wasn't shit to do. Moved my ass to uh, Cali, my sister, my big sis, love you, Sonia. Uh, me and her and, and my stepdad, who really ended up giving me a good lesson in, in how to hustle some more. I ended up finishing school out there, was selling lollipops in school, pissing niggas off because I'm just hustling. I don't give a shit, you know. I ain't got no fear of nothing. You, you know, you mentioned me giving love. That's part of my lack of fear. I'm, I'm not afraid to show love to nothing. I'm not afraid of nothing. Fuck it. What's the point, right? Um, so, yeah, I just did that. Made my way through it. Started doing some things from there. I tried to go, a little, go to college for a little bit. Did some recording arts because I was like, music had always been my thing. But... Um, it just, you know, life choices kind of take you from, from here to there, from A to Z, you trying to zig, and they want you to zag, and 
back in now I'm in the Midwest trying to do my thing to make it happen. I love it. I love it. I want to double back a little bit. First off, I'm glad we're having this conversation because one of the best things about like the podcast overall is you can be a fan of a person via social, right? You can be a, a fan of, of whether it's the energy they put out, the content they put out, uh, what they do for work, m- maybe their messages, whatever it might be. You might be a fan of somebody, but it's different to really get <clears throat> in touch with their story and really hear the life experiences that they had because, you know, it kind of reminds me of this word that I've mentioned a few times on the podcast and it's called Sonder and it's the realization mm-hmm. that every passerby is going through a life that is as vivid and as complex as your own with the same, like with similar challenges, ups, downs, and and that word always like kind of was fascinating to me because first off, it's not a real word. It's like a made up word, but that's like the de- the description of it. And I found that word when I was like 13 or something like that. It's always been fascinating because it's like, yo, everybody you pass by and like you just walking through the plaza, you know, some guy walks past you. You never you might never see that person ever again. But that person had a whole life, a whole lot of experiences, a whole lot of game, a whole lot of pain, a whole lot of happiness, a whole lot of sadness. Like people have gone through so much. And just in that, you know, short explanation of your early life, man, like you can already see the pain, the struggles, but also the happiness, the the learning, the learning opportunities. Um you know, the 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 massive change in life when a child enters your enters your life, man. Like so I'm glad we're having this conversation, but I do want to talk about that. So um, when you when you have your kid, what's going through what's going through your mind? Like, what's the first thing that goes through your mind when you see your baby is is born? You you looking at it? You like <laughs> you just you just look. What's what's going through your mind right there? What were you 17, 18? I was uh, 18, 18. 18. What's going through your mind? Like, what are your plans now? Like, as soon as you saw your baby, you're like, ah, oh, snap. What's going through your head? Um, for real, like I see him and it's like, all right, well, shit, I, I got to do it. There's no more, there's no more selfish thought. There's no more, like really it was just like, all right, well, fuck it, it's me and him. Cause that was the circumstances anyway, to where it was me and him. So that just, that was that, it was already crystallized at that moment. And so it was like, okay, so this is what, it, this is what it's going to be. Um, so it just changed my thought press, process or my thought pattern to be more like, I fuck what I want. What do we need? So that was probably my first step towards being um, aware of the community aspect of life. If mm-hmm. I'm gonna be all like super hippie and high level about this shit, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. my first time was like, I right, bet it's it's us, so we gotta go. And from there, were you, were were your plans to go like work with people in music? Were your plans to go work in trucking, go to the military? Like, did you have any specific plans at <clears> that moment? You know, my plan at that point had always been to, at that point in time, it wasn't music at all. I was, I grew up in music culture. Houston culture is just about freestyling in a car, smoking blunts, you know, get you a three for 10, smoke, listen to some screw and just, you know, freestyle. So um, it was something that I always was good at. I loved hip hop. I've been bit by the hip hop bug early. So it was always going to be part of my life. But at that point in time, I really thought, for real, for real, I thought I was going to be like a journalist or some shit, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really wanted to, I, w- I had a lot of different things that I was, that was in the middle of at that point, which kind of plays into now, but like, I, I really wanted to, I was really, really in the mix with soccer and sports and have been talking to or trying to interview with a couple different colleges, so that was a major factor at that time. Um, music was kind of something I, I dipped in, in, been to a couple studios and like, t- Tennessee and a few other places to kind of dabble my foot in that life and then I also was just interested in writing and being a journalist so it was a kind of a lot of I was at a definitely a, a road before I love it I love it I love it that's what shapes us though right you know when we get that 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 fork in the road and we like damn well we got to make a choice like there's no <laughs> there's no other option but to make a choice and whatever direction we go, we got to learn and, and take the punches and go over those speed bumps and and get that flat tire. And we got to go through all that, whatever direction we went and we can't turn back. You know what I'm saying? So I think those those are like the monumental moments of growth that everyone goes through at some point in their life where they're like, all right, I ain't got no other option. I got to make a choice and I got to go for it. And you just go and you, and you start trying shit. So 
I feel that. So you say you you went to uh, to to California. You finished high school. Um, when did you end up transitioning to Missouri, or at least to the Midwest? So somewhere around, shit, man. So I've been here about fifteen years now. So I'm gonna say probably about two thousand six, two thousand eight, somewhere around that time. It's kind of hazy, but you know, I just bad decisions or what it, how, how dmx put it uh fast decisions lead to rash decisions something like that you know what i'm saying brother fucked around and got married on some dumb shit and realized that was some dumb shit and had to you know relocate switch up you know sometimes the block gets a little wild and the husband got to take his little honey pot and move to another couple streets down figure shit out so that's just what it was i was on some reset you know it's like yo this is this is what it is so me and my son was already here. We touched down. My mom's was here. Um, so once I touched down in the spot, man, I just make myself part of the community. You know, that's just what it is. So that's what it became, just me being out and about, just getting involved, getting in the groove. And even then, I had kind of left music alone. Like, I never left it alone. But as far as, like, really having a focus and wanting to do music, that was, that was gone because the focus was now on just rebuilding and resetting my life for myself and my son. Like, I had spent several years in Cali really focused on the music aspect, uh, which now is a blessing because those were my ground years, my training years for a lot of the things that I apply to WAP Gang and to all of my other endeavors and businesses. I love it. I love it. And what are, what are, what are some things that you've seen change in Kansas City over the years? It can be in music. It can just be about the energy of the city. Like, what are some things that you've seen change for the good or, or the bad, either way? But um, I think the the number one thing that i've seen change in the time that i've been here is that the city and, and when i say the city i'm talking about the people and when i say the people i'm talking about the black people the people of color um the indigenous people to any land pretty much uh the way that they've embraced the spaces and and the sentiment and the heritage of the city when i first got here there was the first thing i noticed is there was a lot a lot of just boarded up broken down run down places and my first thought was like, this shit is, this is a waste. This is wasteful. And I hated it. And my mom and I used to go round and round about it, rest her soul. And she's like, no, nah, you got to see the beauty in it. You got to see the beauty in it. So it took me a minute and I did though. And what I saw actually was an opportunity to get ahead of the gentrification, to, to, to show love to where you are and to where you're from and to see, okay, this is some bullshit concrete, but you know what? If you take a little time, you clean it up, you dust it up, you put some effort into this, you could turn this into a, a back porch or a front porch or a patio, you know what I mean? So that's what I've seen is more people taking a, a real interest in not just the city and the spaces, but in the blackness and in the culture and the heritage of themselves and in the city. I love that, I love that, I love that. I, I have a similar perspective, but different because I was obviously a different age back then. <laughs> but 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 I've definitely seen that over the past, you know, two, two, three, four, five years, you know, just being a little bit older and being able to, you know, actually use my brain. <laughs> um, I've definitely seen the similar things. So I love to hear that. I love that. Well, so, now you came up from here though. So it's a little different. Like I'm a transplant. So a lot of times you want to get away from where you're from. So mm -hmm. I, I could absolutely, I'm going to give you a pass. Hey, no, that's real though. That's real. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely a huge part of my story, trying to get out of Kansas City and in a rush to leave here so much. Um, grateful for for the past year that, you know, made me calm down and really develop a love and a, and a passion for the people in my city. And like you said, when I say people, like really, you know, people who look like me, people who uh, experience the same things I've experienced, people who have been put in certain situations we don't want to be put in, but we mm -hmm. still found our way, you know, through to thrive. So definitely, definitely love Kansas City as of 2019, 2020. <laughs> but um, yo, so I want to, I want to, speaking of 2020, I want to kind of talk about that, you know, it was a crazy year. Um, mm -hmm. And uh I, I told myself I wasn't going to be cliche and talk about 2020 on my podcast in 2021, but here I am. I'm going to do it anyways, because I think it was such a, a crazy time for all of us to mentally, you know, go through. Um, and, and for some physically who've gotten sick or maybe, you know, you know let go of their health while they were stuck at home with no job, whatever it might have been. 
Um, but definitely mentally for everyone, you know, a challenge, um, mm-hmm. a, a obstacle in the road. So talk to me a little bit about um, 2020 and how the pandemic interrupted your plans and maybe how you pivoted and maybe just some happy and some uh, difficult moments of 2020 for you. Um, Man, so this is probably where I'm going to sound cliche, but for real, for real, 2020 don't do shit for me bad. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get that out the way. Let's just get the bad out the way. The only thing bad about 2020 for me was I realized how much motherfuckers ain't washed their hands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, other than that, 2020 was good for me, man. It was a green light. It was thumbs up. That shit was beautiful. Um, right off the bat, Wop Gang hit the scene. Um, we realized how much stupidity is in this world and it just, you know, became front and center for everything. Um, shit. I got to sit at home a little bit more, spend some more time with my people and my family, uh, get to know myself, get to know my family, get to, uh, you know, try my hand at new habits, get rid of old habits. I mean, it was nothing bad that happened for me in 2020 other than I got to kick myself in the ass a little bit more and step it up in 21 because I felt like I, I, I had such a good year. So that's just what it is. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think I was kind of feeling similar. Like 2020 like was like, of course, like interesting and kind of wild. But I think that in regards to how other people took it versus how I took it, and I'm not saying this in an arrogant way or anything like that, but like I definitely feel similar to you where I just thought it was like a growth opportunity. It was just like, damn, like, yeah, there's a lot of wild shit going on, but what am I going to do with this free time? What am I going to do with this stimulus check? What am I going to do with, uh, with, uh, you know, zoom? What am I going to do with, 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 uh, this time I have away from a job or like whatever it was when I lost a job. Okay. How am I going to be more mindful about my money while I don't have money? You know what I'm saying? It's like, there was really just, yeah, kind of sucked to like, maybe not hang out with people, but really what it helped me realize is like, bro, I don't need to be hanging out with some of these people. <laughs> so, 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 so I was like, yeah, this is really a growth opportunity for me. So I, I feel you, man. It was, it was really a blessing. I mean, I'm not going to act like, you know, people didn't die. Of course, condolences to people who struggled mm-hmm. and, and who lost somebody and prayers out to them. And I, I feel for them, but you know, it was really, it was really a year of growth for me as well. So I definitely feel you on that. Um, so to 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 the to the topic of the day, can you talk to me about who, what, you know, you've mentioned it multiple times, but some people on here may not know. So who <laughs> is involved in, what is, where did it, where did it begin? What is WAP Gang? Man. So first off, before I answer any question about WAP Gang, I have to give the disclaimer. Um, we simply don't give a fuck. Warmest regards. But WAP Gang in general, if I'm gonna run down the list, we got Siv, we got Demo, we got Zoya Maverick, we got Jiggy, we got Savvy, we got Raya, and we got Sonny Bruce Fasado, and we got DJ Shabazz. That's, you know what I'm saying, like the active, active core pieces to WAP Gang. And you know, you got your affiliates, people that we rock with, um, you know, very heavily. They're, I mean, we at the end of the day, we fuck with everybody. We don't give a fuck, so we fuck with everybody. That's just what it is. It's all love, love to give, love to be taken. That's all it is. You know, show love, give love. Um, you know, you got cats like 13 Tarot, uh, Swanson, that are like active collaborators with us. So definitely strong affiliates. So um, that, in a nutshell, is why I love it. I love it. And when you when you guys went about creating the the name for for this this collective first off do you call it a collective uh, a, a band or just like a group of people what do you call it we are a wild and peaceful collective perfect perfect and and wild and peaceful for you personally i'm sure it might mean something different for each one of the the members of the collective but for you per- personally what does wild and peaceful mean to you Whew. i mean you know what i could, i could probably describe it in a bunch of different ways i'm actually still some imagery from from Damo. He he always just has this way of describing of like this monk meditating in the middle of a wild ass party that's going off in a forest type of thing. You know what I mean? So you just 
just different layers and elements as above, so below the negative, the positive, the yin and the yang, the wild and the peaceful. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the hell you could think is going on, it's going on, but in the most peaceful and loving manner possible. I love that. I love that. And that really means a lot. I mean, I think if people really dwell on what you just said and don't let that like go over their head, as Casanova would say, free cash, by the way. But um, but as he would say, it's like, don't let that go over your heads because we're all live, And it goes back to that word Sonder as well. It's like we're all mm. living lives that are just like actually crazy. Like we kind of move through our life because we get used to it. But if we think about the things that are going on in the world, the things that we face, the challenges and decisions we have to make each and every day, the type of personalities we deal with within ourselves and within the outer world, the type of thoughts that go through our head, the type of things that are going on inside of our bodies due to the food that we eat, like the type of like crazy evil things that are happening, but the crazy positive things that are happening. There's so much going on that this world is dead, like wild and peaceful, like at the same time. And you got to find peace within the wildness and you got to find wildness within the peace. Because because being 100% one is never going to be the right way to go. So it's like, you really got to, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Ah, I wish I got spark a blunt right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, feel free. But yeah, man, I like that. I like that. I love that, man. So how would you describe some of the artists in the collective, man? How would you describe? I want you like, you know, to... You know, some of the if listeners who listen consistently have have heard Siv on the podcast. Great, great episode. Great individual. Sure. Um, yeah. And really, if you think about um, all of the members that I've you know interacted with, they really are mad peaceful. But like mm-hmm. also they 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 are who they are. They grew up in the environments they grew up in. So like I just said, you got to go through a lot of shit. <laughs> you know, you got to go through a lot of shit. But like all of them are peaceful and, and, and thoughtful in nature. And I really love that about y'all squad. So um but yeah man like drop a little bit of your 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 favorite things it can be characteristics or it can be their style of music or whatever you want to drop about you know some of the members of the collective so i would say right off the bat my favorite thing about all of them is that amongst the peaceful nature that you get because it's i mean we're in your face when we need to be when we want you to hear what we got to say and that's that's what all of 2020 was but I mean, at the most most part, we're just chill and, and we, we we turn up when we need to, you know what I mean? But I think the number one thing aside from all that is every single one of them have a passion and a strong passion about what it is they want to do. And more than that, it's not about just what they want to do, it's about how they want to apply the doing to the world around them, to the environment. And, and that to me is important, right? Um, especially for a cat like me, because I, I appreciate and I'm big on my environment. So if I look at, so, we got Zoya. I mean, she sing, she can rap, and for real, for I, tell, I be messing with these cats, but for real, though, she eats their plate every day. When she gets in there and she sits down, it's it's crazy. She's laser focused. The the thing about her is that she's like this weird sorceress, and she just creates these vibes and these rhythms and these just energies on on the songs and the tracks. And I mean, on top of that, she's she's really an actor. She's got some Broadway show tune kind of history going on, so. There's a lot of there's a lot of mystique about her that y'all gonna find out later on as you start chipping away to what she reveals for you. Um, I mean, you already had Siv on there. Siv's to me, Siv's my urban wizard. You know, that's he's got this 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 like realism to him and how he wants to approach his community and his people, and it's very uplifting and soulful. Um, a new age, new wave hippie about his stuff and you know hydration and drink water. But you know, he, he started from the poetry angle. And he obviously he's, he's lyrical, but at the same time, he's still an author. He's got some books that he's working on. So you might hear some publishing, some publishing things from him soon. Um, great father type dude as well. Um, and and you, a lot of people wouldn't know he's a sneakerhead, for real, for real. Um, but, you know, other than that, he'll bum. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, you got Jiggy. So Jiggy's like the quiet boy, right? You know what I mean? Like I call him my Sinatra sad boy, sad boy Sinatra. Like you just, you got to catch his vibe. And when you catch it, you understand it. It is really about, it's not about pain. It's about understanding and acknowledging the pain and dealing with it and growth in spite of, you know what I mean? But still being ratchet in a super classy way. That's just, that's just how Jiggy is, you know? And what's crazy is like, he's, to me, he's like a James Dean. So at some point, I'm going to get him into some kind of modeling, some kind of fashion, because that's just him gaming. He's a big gamer. 
and video editing. So, you know, he's, he's all into that Fortnite stuff, you know what I mean? So, um, if we go to Damo, that's, that's like, for real, for real, that's my lyrical wild man, you know what I mean? Like, they used to say Jimi Hendrix is the wild man from Borneo, right? That's, that's, that's Damo for me, like, Damo FYE, fight your ego, find your ego for your entertainment. Shit, fuck you mean, don't matter, like, that, that's my dude. He goes in, he's, he's crazy. Any rhyme scheme that you could think of, he'll do. He could figure it out. He'll break it down. You know what I mean? Throw him a challenge, it's nothing. He'll listen to a song for like two days and come out with a genre that was like, oh, you've been listening to that for a year or so. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but like a lot of people don't know, he's super, I mean, you could tell if you listen to his ad-libs, he's super passionate, right? So he's a crazy debater. Like whatever that movie was with Denzel Washington, where they were teaching him how to debate, I'm pretty sure he was like a... a a vocal double or a body double or something for that shit, but um, definitely a sports analyst type. Um, I'm hoping to see him do some more podcasting. Um, you'll probably, you actually will see him pop up on my podcast, Sprinkles to Salt, that I got going. So um, you'll hear a lot of from him on that. Um, you got Savvy. Savvy's like, he's a wild card himself. I mean, they all wild cards, right? Savvy's like this weird, groovy philosopher type. So. You know, he likes to get deep in the thought. He likes to hit you with words that you probably haven't heard before. He likes to get this, this awkward, but like kinetic, bouncy type of groove on the beat. Like you just know when you hear it, there's a certain signature that you're like, oh, okay, that's savvy. All right, you bet. And it just changes shit up. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people don't know. He's our in-house engineer for a lot of joints. You know what I mean? Him and I kind of work uh, in tandem to get, I kind of get things started and then he comes in and gives it that nice lustrous polish, as we like to say. Um, my boy can cook. Uh, he's an educator actually, you know what I mean? Um, degree, educator, teacher, all of that stuff. So a lot of community-based work around here. You know what I mean? We, we gotta do for, do for self and do for us. Um, and you got Raya who, she's, I mean, crazy. She kind of brought this whole thing together. When we started in February of 2020, a lot of it was, we were already family and we was already working towards this, but a lot of the idea of bringing this together was really starting from her. Um, and so she, she's a wild card in herself all over the board, vision board of sorts, if you want to say. I mean, from music to art, and I mean, painting, drawing, all of that. Um, she does her hosting thing. Um, she's definitely into the healing and wellness and the mental aspects of life and of just helping and, 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 and assisting people. So. You'll see a lot of things from her on that. Um, shit, then we got Sonny. Well, he got a bunch of different names. Sonny Fasado is his Instagram name. I call him Bruce. Some of them call us Fasado. So he's our in-house. Basically, he's our creative director. That's, that's what it comes down to. Um, when we want shit to look fly, we want shit to sound dope, we just like, you know, what you think? Um, he, he dabbles in our video editing, our videography, any films or content that we're working on, a lot of shit coming. So you'll understand what we talk about when I say these things, um, that that's what he does. Um, but he also gets in, gets in and makes the beats. Some of my first joints that I made like three, four years ago were beats that I, I begged him to make for me. So we got him. And then you got DJ Shabazz, um, who is really the funny man of the group. You wouldn't even think it, but he's like the, the wild cornball funny man of the group. And obviously he's a DJ, he's a beat maker, um, but you know, he, he's got this thing for like doing narration and telling jokes. So, you know, probably looking at something like that. I've really been trying to get him tapped in with like Adult Swim because he does this great mixtape series of like sounds around concepts. And, you know, I just think, yo, Adult Swim, get with it, man. Get, you know, get this kind of look, you know, bring some of that KC sound to the cartoons, you know? So anime can only get better, right? That's fast. Um, so yeah, I mean that that that's 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 the crew in a rap, man. And then, and then myself, I just you know I, I'm kind of the guy, man. Like I don't, I really I'm just here to press buttons. You know what I mean? There's, there's, I'm just here to help bounce shit off of me. I throw pasta at the wall, see if it sticks, and we just go from there and see what happens. And in the meantime, I'm just trying to you know finagle, finesse, and step my way through all my other endeavors, like my Thrax pastries, my Fiji all my little side businesses that I'm trying to make sure happen. Stay supporting everybody around me because we got to grow together. We got to make, if, 
it can't be just the empire. It's got to be a community conglomerate so everybody can. That's major. That that last part is super major. For, first off, I want to acknowledge you for actually knowing the people you are working with. Like that's it's actually no, no, no. That's super important because a lot of people, a lot of people work with people or say they manage artists or say they help out artists or say that they're family with their people because they because somebody asked them to manage them or help out with the music or whatever. But you really tapped in with who they are, their musical styles, their characters, what they lean towards. And I feel like if you're really going to help artists out in the long run, you really got to know that type of stuff. Like knowing all that is is almost mandatory almost non-negotiable in regards to helping them grow as artists over time or getting them opportunities or um really just anything <laughs> and then on top of just building your friendship with them like you know them you know i'm sure when they listen to this them just realizing damn bump really tapped in with us <laughs> like you know that's 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 gonna only help build the relationship even further when they know that you really care you know what i'm saying you really pay attention right. to them so that's major man that's major um and then that last part, listen, don't let that go over your head. It can't just be an empire. There has to be a community aspect to it. Has that's, to be. That's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be the the, the tagline. <laughs> nah, nah, I, I keep that as an equation up above my desk. So I'm always reminded, like, how do I get this? How do we how do we make the, the community be being be involved in the process? So I love it. I love it. Man, so let's see, man. We have talked about so much i'm like i'm like where do i want to go next where do i want to go next um yeah man let's talk a little bit about mental health and some of your personal strategies to like navigate tough times navigate um you know navigate stress navigate happiness what what actually let's start there what is happiness to you like how do you define happiness how do you define um success okay so I'm gonna start backwards. Success, I'm gonna steal this from Jeezy, but success is a process. It's not a result. It's a state of mind. You could call it a place of being if you understand that your being is in your head, right? I think therefore I am, and if I am, then I'll be. So if I think successful, then I'll be successful. And if you approach your processes in a successful manner, then it just becomes a habit. It's not a matter of results. Success isn't I got this row of cars or I got this closet of clothes. It's the things that you do and how you do it. Um, happiness for me is peace. And peace for me is two things. At the end of the day, it's security. It's me being secure in my situation to be who I am at all times. Because being a black man in America, you have to wear many, many faces. You have to have multiple masks. You have to have many ways of speaking and communicating. So peace and happiness and security for me is when I am able to be myself, when I can sit down and take all the bullshit off and just be who I am. I can be bumped with my hat on, with my grill on, with my socks on, one sock on, whatever I want. If that's what I am, then that's what I am. That's peace to me. Um, but at the same time, there's security. And when I say security, I mean, we live in a system that requires we pay tithes every month, every day in some kind of way. And so what I want for security is just to be able to know that every day, every month, every year, whatever it is that's required of me is covered. I ain't got to worry about it. So that way I can focus on all the other things that I'm supposed to be doing. Because that shit is a distraction. And I don't want that. I don't want that for me. Or my family so that's my happiness i love that that's fire i ain't gonna lie if you listen to this podcast right now just know that everything he just said right there is gonna be two different clips that i'm using to promote this podcast <laughs> but no 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 that was fire i appreciate that man and i i like that outlook um and i think that it's a way it, what you just said there i'm not telling you know listeners to adopt what you hear immediately but just to consider what he just said there especially about success, man. I think people get so lost trying to search for success all the time on this constant, in this constant state of, of paranoia, this constant state of, of chasing something that they're not going to catch because it's not, it's not items. It's not this material stuff. It's not this place. 
it's really just the process, the experience, the journey. And that's why when people still talk about success being money, cars, hoes, <laughs> like whatever it is, like, you know, when people talk about that, I know that they really are not Nipsey Hustle fans. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, y'all cap, y'all was posting about Nipsey all month long with all these motivational quotes, but y'all didn't listen to him. Y'all didn't listen. And that's really the problem with a lot of a lot of society is we love to take in and consume content and repost content and and and, mm-hmm. and, and share videos, but we don't like to adapt and actually study what we've consumed. And what I what I know from hearing what you just said right there is not only that you've lived a life, but that you actually reflect on your experiences. Because that's not something that just comes natural to our brains after birth, because we're shaped to think how society wants us to think from 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 a young buck until we finally get to the place where we take responsibility over our own thoughts and our own feelings and our own opinions. So I really appreciate you saying that. And I I hope the listeners really tap into that and maybe even replay that. Um, So for Houston and for uh damn i forgot what you said you was from it's funny because i've been where you said that you're from in in california i've literally from the bay i'm from the bay from i lived in concord okay so i was born in alameda but that's just where i was born as far as my time spent i pretty much lived in concord and that's right there in the bay so you got you got frisco oakland and then way the hell inland is concord walnut uh walnut creek then you start going further inland to where it's like farmland and country so um it's just all that whole bay san jose is down south uh sacramento's up north yeah, so i'm just i spent a, i spent a lot of time in alameda walnut creek and san jose yeah <laughs> yep hey well baby turn up man i'm trying to tell you i love it i love it and i love i mean there's such a tight connections between cities you know throughout the world i mean throughout the world but really especially here in the united states you know the the tight ties between kansas city and the bay the tight ties between houston and and other cities and it's it's kind of crazy like (laughs) how like close the cultures are the language and 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 the the swag and the accents like literally the accents be similar like when i was in the bay and like I was on the phone, like talking with the homies back in Kansas City, like you know, talking my shit. Like people was like, "Bro, I thought you said you was from Kansas City." Like, well, well, I say I am. They said, "Well, you sound just like a Bay Area baby." I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> and it's funny. It's funny though. Well, like, what's crazy is people don't know. Um, but I mean, obviously, KC is known for for you know pimps, right? It's just known for that slick talk, but. My time in the Bay, or I'm not going to say people didn't know, but what I found out is during my time in the Bay, there's a lot of transplants from KC to the Bay, just just off the strength of the hustle. You know what I mean? Just off the gristle, it's a lot of movement in that sense. So I wasn't surprised when I got here and it just, I mean, it was just gravy on biscuits. It worked so smooth. So it was nothing. That's real. It's real. It's funny, though. I remember like in LA, like LA culture is so much different than Bay Area culture. And people think like all oh, California is the same, but it's not really the same. And when mm. I was living, when I, I mean, it has a lot of similarities, kind of like but Kansas City and St. Louis has a lot of similarities, but I think we're absolutely different though at the same time. Right. So that's kind of like my best example is like Kansas City to St. Louis. We got our similarities, um, but like there's still a difference in culture. Um, right. But it was funny because in LA, like, Kansas City is connected to there too. Like you get respect off of being from Kansas City. Like off top, it's kind of weird. Like in certain situations, I'm not gonna say everybody, but like a lot of like LA locals, like if you like all from Kansas City, like like you said, a lot of transplants, people will be like, oh, I got peoples out in Kansas City. Like I like where where, and then you cool with them immediately, or you be in a certain tight situation, and they'll be like, blah 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 blah, blah and you just mention something like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> like you like. I mean, shit, bro. KC the cardiac, you know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. Single coming soon. That's facts. That's facts. That's facts. Man, I've been enjoying this conversation. It's Purify. Hey, sponsor me. Sponsor me. Sponsor me. Purify water. Honestly, 
don't sponsor me. Y'all don't look like y'all gonna give out a big bag to be honest. Here. Never mind, I'll take that back. But don't worry about it. Hey, you tell me, you tell me who you want to sponsor you. I'm gonna make it happen for you, bro. No doubt. Say no more. Smart water, here I come. <laughs> say, no, say no more. All right, man. I'm gonna have you, I'm gonna have you answer one final question. Well, two final questions, because we got one final question, then the bonus question. But all right. So my final question for you is. It's going to be a difficult one, and obviously, you don't got to answer it absolutely accurately. But if you were to tell me top five, dead or alive, hip-hop, hip-hop artists, um, you can you can take out artists and, and replace it with, like, a group, you know, like the Fugees or something like that. But still, top 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 five, hip-hop artists, dead or alive, no no order, just, just boom. All right, top five, cool. So I'm going to get Wu-Tang. So that I cover all of my artists in Wu-Tang. Uh, I'm gonna get Outkast. Ooh. I'm gonna go ahead and grab Scarface. Okay, interesting. I'm gonna grab, I would grab Rakim, cause that's, that, that's my dude, but I'm actually grab Nas. And then WAP game. That way I cover all my shits. Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. I want you to speak on why why Scarface, man. Give me a song you like. Maybe tell me a little bit why you like your style. You ain't gotta go in depth, but you know, um, just, just a question. Number the number one song was uh See the Man Cry. The way he put that song together, the opening where dudes coming out of jail and talking to folks, I, I get that. Just the whole slickness of it, the way the beat comes in with the bass line, and then just the way he talks about it, the way he raps in a way that he's talking to me and like still carrying me through the cadence, but telling me a story. It's like, yo, I'm, at, I'm literally walking the steps of these lyrics. So that, that was the thing. And then um, he had the song, Mary Jane, Mary, Mary, Mary. Was just like yo, that was that. I mean, I, I've been a pothead all my life, so it just hit. Um, and then, if, if I'm gonna be honest, there was a there's a sentimental aspect to it because not only do I find him super lyrical, he was the face of the South for me when when rap a lot was big, and and, and uh, James Prince or Jay Prince is one of my idols. Um, but the time my son was born, or the time my, 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 let's say my eldest son was born, technically, um, Tupac passed away. And I had, there was this song, the remix, uh, Smile, with Scarface and Tupac. And it just, no song ever has ever hit me that the same way, next to Blackberry Molasses by Mr. But that song, I, I, can't, I, I can't ever let it go. So top, top five right off that. I love it. I love it. And our final question, man, and before I ask you, I just want to say thank you again. Um, I'm filled with gratitude that you came on the show today. I'm glad we were able to make this happen eventually. Um, we're still waiting to, to, it's been difficult, but eventually we're going to get the rest of WAP gang on here. Um, but over time, over 2021, we definitely going to make all of them on here at, at some point. So um, but no, nah, man, I appreciate you. I think you dropped a lot of words of wisdom for people to reflect on today. On top of that, I think it was really a great opportunity for people, especially people here in Kansas City, to hear your story, hear a little bit more about WAP Gang, um, and just really connect Bump Jonas on Instagram to like who he really is as a person. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, but our final question of the day is this your last day on earth. You 102 years old. Everything you've ever done, no matter if you get WAP gang 700 plaques, platinum plaques, gold plaques, whatever. And no matter if your 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 sons grow up to be the most amazing individuals on earth, no matter no matter what, like, you know, no matter what you do, there's no remnants of what you did. They can't find your Instagram post, they can't find any articles about you, any books about you. So all they have is what you're about to say to them. And your great grandkids are sitting at your feet and they ask you, hey, great grandpa, can you give me one piece of advice on how to live life? And this is the last thing you get to leave them with. What are you going to tell them? Stand tall and hold your nuts. Speak on it. That's all it is. You stand That's tall and hold your nuts. Hey, 
Hey, this this why this why I like you. You did exactly like not not that I would have been mad if you would have spoke on it, but you did exactly what I wanted you to do because I said speak on it. And oftentimes when I ask that question, and I have no problem with what my past guests have said. Shout out to y'all, y'all said a lot of dope stuff for real, and it's love. But when I say say like you know like speak on it, like when I ask that question, I want whatever they say to be like the final thing. You know, like it's the powerful thing that you about to tell them, like. They, they got to go with whatever you said. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, so so when I say speak on it, I know that's like a, I wasn't trying to trick you or anything, but I'm glad mm-hmm. that you was, I'm glad you said, nah, that's that's really what it is because <laughs> that's what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? I hope that made sense. But anyway. No, it did. It made absolute sense. <laughs> Man, but again, bro, thank you for having, uh, having, having, I about said having me on. <laughs> Having us on, having, goddamn. Anyways, thank you for coming on the show. We don't edit things out. We about to let that stay right there. You know? <laughs> um, but where where can the, the guests find you on socials? And then maybe is there anything that you want them to help out with? Where can they, how can they support you? Um, you know, the number one thing they can do is just, is just show love. Just, just pop onto the page and pop onto any of the links. Um, have an open mind and engage with me. If you have a conversation, then let's have one. You know what I mean? Cause I talk a lot of shit on my page, but for the most part, I'm there to get you in, give you some love, and redirect you to all these other honey pots that I got set up for you. You know what I mean? It's, it's Bump's Big Ass Bazaar, at bump.jonas, um, at official WAP gang. Um, you can bump from there and just, like, get all the other people. Uh, I probably could go down a list of all my folks but what I want to do is definitely shout out and just take a look at, at Thrax.Pastry, take a look at EatMe.Tease, um, take a look at um, Extravagant Planning, different little companies and, and um, adventures, uh, adventures that I'm involved in that are definitely community-based. Um, take a look at 90.1 KKF5, take a look at Emerald Dream Labs Studios. Um, at the end of the day, man, I just want, the only thing you can do, you don't even got to support me. Just for real, for real, if you love KC, stop the click shit and start loving each other. Like really, really, don't click up with just your homeboys. Click up with the dude across the street you don't know because that shit's going to turn into something more than what you thought. Not just on some music shit, but on some community shit because there's a lot of things going around that you need to be involved in and know about. Just, just step out and say what's up to people. That's all you really got to do. I love that. I love that. And I second that. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tapping into another episode of the Culture Talks podcast with C-I-Z-Z-Y and our guy, Bump Jonas. Go follow him. Leave a five-star review and share this with a friend because that's the only way we can grow. All right. Salud. Shala. Shala.